Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, we're a couple of silly guys, right? Yeah, we're honestly, we should be on a pond because we are some silly geese. (laughs) Yeah, and as silly geese, we like to say crazy things. Sometimes we, you know, do a little horseplay. Yeah, I'll give you a little boop. Ah, yeah, sometimes I I might give you a little bonk. How about a big bonk? (laughs) Why don't we just move to Bonk City? Well, that's where I'd like to be if they're serving what we're about to be drinking. <laughs> Which is, the, believe it or not, Bonk, Bonk City. City. Oh, yeah. I loved this name the second I saw it. Yeah, it was the reason I picked this bad boy out. Because <laughs> you knew that I was just going to go crazy for the name? <laughs> I went crazy for the name. We all did. Also, the can looks like Roku City. Which oh, is very yeah. on my mind. The lately. Roku screen, yeah. Yeah, that's been getting a lot of pub on the internet. Uh, yeah, because Kim Kardashian had it in the background of like a picture she took, and everybody's like, this humanizes her. Yeah, if you pay close attention, there's there's a lot of stuff going on there. Vince, why don't you give us a very brief overview of uh, what what this beer actually is, and I can I can kind of pepper in some details as well. Absolutely. Bonk City comes from us, uh, comes from not, well, not us, but could be us. <laughs> comes from Fair State Brewing Cooperative up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Second Minnesota beer we've done. What was the first? Coffee the Bender. Ooh. Yeah, I bad wanted, memories for time. I wanted to bonk myself <laughs> off a cliff after that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is actually a West Coast style double IPA. Where have I heard that before? Very recently with a nearly award winning beer by us and an award winning beer in the real world. Pliny the Elder. Thank you, Ryan Mack, for bringing that. Yes, yeah, so this does not have the... The history of uh, Pliny the Elder, but we'll see if it can live up to the to the lofty status. Eight point three percent, Vince packs a punch. Yeah, here's what they have to say about it. They say this is a sticky, resinous, extra dank double IPA that is ready to take you on a trip. Destination Bonk, Bonk City. City, and by using the choicest Yakima hops in unreas- unreasonable quantities. Oh, gosh. Ay, caramba. This is both bracingly aromatic and has the right amount of bitter. We'll see about that. It's also packed with their favorite Columbus cryo hops. Yeah, Vince, this is going to be a heavy pour. Going to be citrusy. Going to be piney. You're going to get those familiar dank aromas you love to see and taste. Why don't we crack and get into a little bit about... What the heck a brewing cooperative is? I I can't wait to explain it, and I I guess I can't wait to try this either. I'm a little nervous. Me too. 8.3%. Okay. Cheers, Tom. I can't really tell. Cheers. I can't tell the smell on this one. Yeah, it's kind of... It's just kind of absent. Oh, (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. That's so strong. I feel like I just got dropped down a well. I didn't get bonked. I got whapped. <laughs> I got sucked in like uh, that character from The Ring. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is like... This almost tastes like a, a dark ale. 
Can I can I be really honest? I feel like I'm tasting like whatever the equivalent of rainwater IPA tastes like. I feel like it's super super down this just tunnel of darkness. So hold on, is rainwater like the purest form of water, like like true level for Rick and Morty fans? <laughs> yeah, yes, I think that's what I was trying to say, but yeah, just it's, not as artfully. It is. It is power. You taste every percentage point of this. One of the least crushable things I think we've ever no tried. It feel, feels like a hippopotamus made its way down my throat. Yeah. Well, let's see if this will help explain it a bit. Fair State Brewing. This uh, company's story starts with uh, a couple of guys named Evan, Sally, Nico Tonks, and Matt Hauk. They were uh, rugby players who met. Uh, in the field of rugby their competition turned into friendship and then what the heck they decided to start a brewery together yeah that's what you did and they had they had met in austin texas and the idea of a cooperatively owned brewery just kind of sparked it to life so basically what a co-op is is everybody contributes to um living and and owning things together yeah so essentially Rather than, you know, buying from a conglomerate where the money goes there, uh, everybody contributes. And everybody, I guess, gets some sort of reward. It's a pass-the-hat situation. Yeah, really. And there's actually, they have over 2,000 members of this cooperative. It's pretty wild. And they... um... They were the first co-op-owned brewery in Minnesota, third in the country overall, so there's not that many of them. No, this is a pretty unique situation here. And the fact that we're drinking them here in Chicago speaks to their success, right? Yeah, really impressive. I also do want to note that while we are enjoying Bonk City, you can also enjoy Big Doinks and Biggie Jumbo. (laughs) Biggie Jumbo being a double stout and Big Doinks being an extra dank IPA, I think we might have some dog owners on our hands. Yeah, I think that it's quite clear that these guys are about bold, loud, boisterous things, you know? Even just the idea of a co-opt-owned brewery, there's only three of them in the whole country, so yeah, that's pretty bold to begin with. You name a beer Bonk City, you've got my attention, but you're also trying to get my attention. Yeah, you got my attention, and then you backed it up, because this is massive. Drinking this is like watching Requiem for a Dream. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't just like flip that on in the middle of a Saturday and then like continue to live your life. Like you yeah. need hours to process that. You need to be alone. You need to like you make promises to yourself when you read that about how you'll never do any kind of drug or see that when you do any kind of drugs. Same deal here. This is not something you just pick up on a whim and have on like a Saturday with the boys. You got to like prepare. I have a very good friend, um, one of my best friends actually, and he he once recommended this book to me that I can't even remember the title, but part of the appeal of the book was that it was literally so dense that like you had to read every detail of the footnotes to fully understand the story and also the font and the text of the book would like constantly shift it was such a deep like rabbit hole and and i did finish the book and when i was done 
I was so exhausted. I was like, I'm never reading a book again. <laughs> and then, of course, like, you know, he asked me about it. And I was like, dude, that blew my mind. But also, like, I, I kind of hate you for that. Like, I hate that I went through that whole experience. Just, has anyone ever, like, recommended something like that for you? And then you were like, I don't even know where to begin with this. Um, I don't think so. I think people generally know what I'm into. And boggling my mind is not it. <laughs> Having a confounding experience. That no, was... I'm not really looking to be confounded on a regular basis. If I were looking to be confounded on a regular basis, I would be far more attentive to street magicians. Okay, well, what do you do when someone recommends something to you that they're clearly excited about and then you follow up on it and then they ask you, what do you think? And you're not like in love with it. How do you handle that situation? I'll be honest with you. I'm not a good person. I will tell them, yeah, I, I did not like that. <laughs> like, I think maybe we have yeah. different tastes. And I try not to invalidate their feelings on it. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't trust anything you say anymore. You could tell me that chocolate is delicious. And I'd be like, I think I got to stop eating it. Yeah, I think honesty... It typically is the best policy, but it's hard, right? Because sometimes people, you don't want to let them down. Or you don't want to, like, say, hey, you have bad taste, you know? Now, professionally, though, professionally, there's a way to attack it. And I feel like you've got a very professional setup when you do this, right? And you kind of alluded to it where if somebody is really excited about something, you might do something like, yeah, I finished it. And I definitely have a lot of thoughts. What about it? made it so great for you <laughs> that's a good approach i feel like that's tom all the way oh trust me i'm really good at um saying a lot without saying much if i need to <laughs> yeah. it's funny you know? how much is is said in the pregnant pause when someone goes did you did you love it and you go uh yeah <laughs> and they're like oh boy here's what people do a lot let's say you you recommend something or you ask somebody like Hey, what do you think of so and so? And they say, "Oh, oh, yeah, that that person's interesting." Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yep. This so, is an interesting. So beer. what what interesting does is it it sets sort of a bridge that you can either walk across or you can walk right by. So if you say someone's interesting and their response is, "Yeah, you know what? I fucking hate that guy." You're like, then they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, he I sucks. Mean, he was awful." He dressed up like a clown and tried to touch me, you know? Yeah. Or if... That sounds very real for you. But if someone says, oh, yeah, he's one of my best friends. I hired him at this company. Then you go, yeah, solid guy. You back away from that, you know? Yeah. But by saying interesting, you're opening the opportunity for someone to reveal their opinion on a thing, you know? Yeah. And I've come to learn this over time, which is why... I have stopped almost completely using the word interesting because I feel like it is just a completely um, meaningless word. It's a filler word, and it's usually a mask for how someone actually feels. Wow. Who knew that interesting was going to catch some strays today? <laughs> I just murdered the word interesting. You sure did. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what. Uh, if you ask me how I feel about the word, it's interesting. <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, yeah. All right. I want to I wanna transition us a little bit because I think what's clear here is that 
This is a lot. And it reminds me very much of one of my favorite scenes from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where Russell Brand suggests to Jason Siegel's character that he, Sarah Marshall, and Rachel have a threesome. And Jason Siegel's character says, oh, wow, you know, I just, I'm not sure that I have the competency competency to pull that off or the confidence. That's how I feel drinking this. Like, I'm not sure that I have the stones or the capability to drink this to the bottom of the can. It's a lot. I've had a lot of beers in my day and I've drank a lot of them uh, fully. This is going to be a hard one to get get to the end of. I mean, it's and having said that, I don't hate it. Like I'm, there are sips that I'm taking that aren't good. It's just like every time I take one, like I have to like, you gotta breathe. I, I gotta like let it process in my whole body. Uh, yeah, it's very unusual. Yeah, it's, it's and it's it's a it's a weird thing to have something that you are traditionally using. As a an escape, as a relax a relaxation method, yeah. require so much of your focus and so much of your energy to process. Can I make a point while we take this into the glass? Because I think I've yeah. stumbled on something. Let's that take it in the glass. Could maybe illustrate this even further. And it's you know, so like it's so clear. Look at this bad boy. Like you could mistake this for probably a Miller Light. Quite frankly. Let me take a sip out of this really quick and we can... <sighs> oh, have it out of the glass. It is definitely lighter. Yep. It's more... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not getting all of those hops concentrated in one opening. So we were talking just now about like when people in a good spirit, like they want you to enjoy something that they also enjoyed so you can kind of share that together. Yeah. I think that what this is kind of conjuring for me is like when someone is trying so hard at something and they desperately want it to work out and you're either in their like experience watching them do it or you kind of are doing it yourself and it's kind of not going the way you want. I can't think of anything that encapsulates this better than Bradley Cooper trying to get this fucking Oscar right now. Wow. For, we're going to trash BC. We're going to go for it. We're going to we're gonna do it. We're going to smack and Mr. You Cooper And around. you haven't seen Maestro, right? I haven't. I thought about watching it recently, but is that the one where he got in trouble for the cartoonishly large yes, nose? Yes, we did briefly talk about that yeah, yeah, yeah. before the film came out. I, fo- I followed through and watched the movie. And, I mean, my God... He's trying so hard, you know, like, is it a bad movie? I wouldn't necessarily say that, but like, you want to talk about hyper specific, like the life of Leonard Bernstein and he directed it, he produced it, he stars in it. It's all him, right? And yeah, there's literally a scene where he, he talks about this. He apparently spent six years yes. trying to learn how to perfectly conduct this a one six minute moment. scene. Six years for six minutes. That's a year, a minute by my math. That sounds like a Sondheim song. Right. And the irony of all this is like nobody knows what accurate conducting looks like because you're just like flailing your arms. And he's like, no, I've spent 
I want you to know this. I spent six years perfecting it. Dude, this is he did the same shit right. with that with uh, a star is born. Yeah, but it was it was a little bit different. No, it was the same shit where he talked about how hard it was to make this, how much sweat equity he poured into this. I've had it with this guy talking about. Okay, I'm gonna how hard I'm gonna I'm gonna let you cook on this one because you're right. No, yeah. no, that you're you're a hundred percent right. He is giving maximal effort and it is it's hard to watch but it's only hard to watch because he keeps drawing attention to it yeah he's demanding an audience not just for the work itself but for like how much work went into it damn i'm upset i'm a big bc guy i love bradley cooper to his core i do too and and now i'm hating on it i love a lot of the stuff that he did i want him to get out of this mode i want him to stop like Desperately seeking the approval of what seemingly is like a really small audience of people. Like, this motherfucker made The Hangover. He's been in Marvel movies. I just watched Silver Wait, wait, wait. Which Marvel movie was he in? He's Rocket Raccoon, dude. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I knew that. I just watched Silver Linings Playbook again recently. Amazing movie. Okay, this is where I want to stop you right now because I want... Let's do right by our boy. Let's retroactively give him an Oscar for a film. What are you giving? Well, in 2012, that was the year he was up against Daniel Day-Lewis. So I, I don't think I can take it from him for that. You're, just forget about who you're taking it from. Yeah. We're just retroactively giving him one. Don't think about who's losing out on this. We can't do that because obviously that, that's, that reality is already played out. And we already know that he wasn't good enough. <laughs> Okay, well, my favorite is Silver Linings Playbook. I think so, too. Yeah. I loved that. I think that's a perfect like blend of his appropriately used sense of humor and also his like anger that he clearly has inside of him and his dramatic <laughs> yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah. And he, it combines his real-life love of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, like, I think that's great. I also, like, quite honestly love his... Uh, vocal performance as Rocket Raccoon. I think it's a pretty underrated performance. That's fair. Um, But we don't give Oscars... We don't give Best Actor Oscars to uh, Marvel films. I'll be honest, I haven't seen American Sniper, so I don't really know what that was like. So American Sniper will be hard for me to award purely because like, there's so much surrounding that. And if I have to trace... Bradley Cooper's need to explain how hard he's working. It's probably starting there. It starts right there. A lot of, like, respect to Chris Kyle, obviously. But, like, that's the first time where he started openly talking about all of the preparation that he did. And, quite frankly, like, we don't care. If anything... It would be it'd be more interesting to hear him talk about how and he may have done this. It's been a while, but how humbling it was to learn about Chris Kyle and like all of the incredible feats that he performed. Like that that to me totally on board. But that was the first time that Bradley Cooper started talking about everything he went through to deliver his performance. And I, I it's really only escalated. So from what there. are you giving it to in your Minds like what I'm giving it to Silver Linings Playbook. Okay, I'm giving it there. Yeah, I mean, if I'm separating the era when he was thoroughly explaining his stuff from before that, I think the other one I would give a nod to, I honestly is Limitless. 
I thought I was he was thinking about that. But I thought he was pretty cartoonish. It's not a great movie, but right. I did enjoy his performance in that. I just like I personally have kind of distanced myself from the Hangover era because two of those movies are are so bad. I will never watch them again. But that first one. Is pretty good. Here's the thing about The Hangover, though. That was supposed to be Bradley Cooper's coming out party. That was supposed to be the thing that delivered him as an absolute star. And he wasn't the most talked about item out of it. It was Ed Helms and it was Zach Galifianakis. But I also think that he made a conscious choice coming out of that to be like, I want to be taken seriously. I want to be known as like a dramatic So he did the A-team. I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on, at least. with. I think that's a brilliant comparison. Yeah. This is like, having this beer right here is totally doable, but it's a lot. It's a lot of extra mental effort that I don't think we necessarily need. Just like, if Bradley Cooper would just shut the fuck up, I'm sure Maestro would have been an incredibly enjoyable movie. I, I don't think so. I oh, think okay. Part it's, of, just a bad, it's just a bad I, film. I think, that, I think part of the reason it's not great is because he's so hyper-focused on something that like only a few people care about. And on, he's compounding that by telling everybody just how hard it was for him to do that. Yeah. I think what he needs is he needs to like... He needs to have a little bit of like a hiatus. And he needs to come back in something a little more um, wide-ranging, you know? I'm not saying he's got to do The Hangover again. Maybe a Disney movie. Well, like, I don't know if you saw Licorice Pizza, but, like, he has a short cameo in that that's incredible and funny, and then he's out. It's not about him. It's just, like, he kind of pops in, cracks a few jokes, and he's good to go. What I think he needs to do is... He needs to make something that's a little more for the people. I, I got a TikTok. I don't really participate. I'm a true lurker on there. A consumer, if you will. But I, like many middle-aged American males on TikTok, have a feed that's full of just like two to five minute clips of films. And one that keeps coming up is where he's a chef. In the movie called uh, Burn, I believe. Burn. Yeah. And I'd like to see that. I think from what minimal research I've done, Burn was not a highly regarded film, but he looks like he's cooking in it. And I don't mean like actually cooking. Like I yeah, think he sure. looks like it's exactly what you want out of Bradley Cooper when you sit there and you go, this guy's a fun actor, a guy yeah. I want to watch. Uh, one of the things I've generally come to learn about life is that the more badly and desperately you want something, the less likely you're going to have it. Oh, yeah. Most things that work out well for you come... When you want it the least, you know? Yep. You have that somewhat sexy indifference. You're like, I don't really care if this works out because I'm comfortable with how I am now. Yep. And then that's when those great opportunities come for you. So I would say in about 10 years, when Bradley Cooper's finally done. When he's given up. <laughs> he's like, I don't care that the Academy, I don't care what they think or what they want from me. I'm just going to be me. Then they'll give him the Oscar. Yeah, when he's in his Scorsese era where he's just pushing boundaries of human attention span. <laughs> yeah, well, that's we'll see about that. But Hey, did you like that three-hour and 45-minute movie I made? Guess what? I got a five-hour, 20-minute movie on deck 
Would you like to star in it, Bradley? It's called Bonk City. Too bad. I'm going with 97-year-old actors, and we're going to use facial <laughs> reconstruction surgery or AI to make them younger. <laughs> the opposite of CGI. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene where he's got to run. It doesn't work. But five hours, 20 minutes. Here it is. God. All right, let's give Bonk City a score, Vince. Yep. Not for me. Two out of five Vinces. Respect the double and the 8.9. Um, not what I'm looking for in a beer. If you like a double IPA, I would not shy away from this. Me personally, I'm looking for more of an easy drinker. And this was not it for that. Really glad we tried it. Love the name. Love the concept of the Fair Fair State Co-op. And I I have heard some good things about, I think their IPA might be on tap over at Bitter Pops. So I'm looking forward to trying more, especially because love the story. Love this. Just, this one's not, not my bag. It's not for me either. And I'll just make one more Bradley Cooper comment. This is like Maestro in the sense that if you absolutely love Leonard Bernstein and you want to go real deep on two and a half hours of that, then this is going to be for you. Anybody else? No, it's a skit. I didn't even know who Leonard Bernstein was. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought he was like a a film critic. <laughs> He's a composer. The only thing I knew about him going into it was that he wrote the music for West Side Story. And guess what? They don't even get into that in this movie. So really? They skipped the most notable era of his career. And when I say they, I'm talking about Bradley. Bradley, we love you. We're big fans. Just Come back to the light, my please, friend. Please help us out. And help yourself out by subscribing to Friday Night Beers. Give us a rating, a review. Yeah, Vince. You, you, Top yeah. five transition there, man. I really like that one a lot. Yeah. Give us a follow on social media as well. We'll give you a nice bonk. We're living in the city. He's crushing it, But folks. until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. Oh, you should have said must bonk right God there. damn <laughs> you it. Have said must bonk. Must bonk. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bradley.